Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. Hello, and welcome to episode number 358 of the Love Life Connection podcast. I'm super excited to be back in your earbuds again this week, and I am really excited about this topic. I know I always say that, but I really do love merging my two loves, love and money, because it's going to come up whether you want it to or not. And even before I had financial coaching and consulting in my business, I had a lot of clients previously who really got themselves into some money troubles because of not really having their financial house in order before they got into a relationship. And so that could look anything from loaning money that they didn't have, opening up a credit card with somebody, to picking up the slack for their partner not paying the bills or you know, having to put things in their name because the partner had bad credit, all of these things, right? So today I want to dig into this idea of, do you have to have your financial house in order before you date? It's not a yes or no question. And so I'm going to talk through this. I don't know how long this episode will be. I had in my head, it'll actually be on the shorter end, maybe 20 minutes, but I can really talk about this stuff. So who knows? (laughs) Um, Before we get there, though, just a quick request to please rate and review this show wherever you listen to it, especially Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps. I know I ask all the time, but that's because it helps. And even if you don't listen on a specific app, if you could just go in there in that app and leave a review or rating, it really, again, it tells the algorithm to push the show out into more women just like you. And of course, make sure you are subscribed. I don't think I ask that very often because I just always assume everyone subscribes who listens to this show or to the episodes, but that may not be the case. You might have just stumbled across this podcast or listened to this one that you heard about in the newsletter. 
So just make sure you're subscribed and that way you never miss an episode. And I shared last week that next, well, starting this summer when I'm on maternity leave, I am re-releasing a series that I did back in the summer of 2021, which was supposed to be hot back summer, but then Delta hit. And that whole series is about how to meet people offline and date offline. I know that is a huge request that I hear a lot. And online dating is, you know, we'll just say it's complicated. We'll leave it there. And look, I think online dating is great. But I think also meeting people offline in addition to whatever you are doing online is super important. So you don't get horse blinders on your dating life. And you know, looking at the apps and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to be releasing that. I'm not sure how consistent my newsletters will be this summer. So to make sure you stay up to date and not miss any of those episodes, just make sure you're subscribed to the show because those will definitely be coming out regardless if the newsletters can (laughs) keep up. We'll see what I can get done before baby comes. Um, Okay. So let's get into the episode. How important is it for you to have your financial house in order before you date? And I think really the question is, do you need to have your financial house in order before you date? And like most things, if you've been listening to my show for a while, you know things are nuanced, rarely are things black and white. And I think to answer this question, it would really be the initial answer I would say is it depends what you mean by financial house, right? So I'm going to talk about what I don't think you need to have in order before you date, because I think that's going to be a much quicker conversation. And then in terms of what I do think you need to have in order, I'm going to actually do that second, because there's a lot more explaining there that I want to do. So here's what I don't think you need to have in order in terms of your finances before you date or before you can seriously consider uh, getting into a serious relationship. So the first thing is, I don't think you need to have a certain amount of money. I think sometimes you can think it's or it's easy to think, oh, I need to have an emergency fund or I need to have this much money in my retirement account or this much saved or whatever. And I think all of that's really arbitrary. And anyone could put any number on something and say, I need to have this much money before I date. And you can just keep playing that game for the rest of your life. So when it comes to a specific number, do I think you need to have a certain amount in the bank before you date? Not really. And now again, like if I were to coach you on this and you had a very specific situation, would there be some exceptions? Sure. There's always exceptions to this or any other, you know, quote unquote rule that I might talk about in this episode or the podcast generally. But overall, I don't think you need to have a certain amount of money before you date. I also don't think you need to have all your debt paid off. And I mean here car loans, mortgages, and credit card debt, and student loan debt. I don't think you need to have it all paid off. Now, there's some nuances here, but I'm going to get to that when I talk about what I do think you need to have in order in order to date. But in terms of like being debt free, no, I don't think you need to have, you know, all your debts paid off. Likewise, I don't think you need to own your own home. You don't need to own your own car or whatever these big purchases are in life. I don't think you need to have all of those bought or paid for or have in your possession one way or another before you date. I also don't think you need to have your career figured out. Now, I do have a few things to say about this because 
you know, again, like it can get a little complicated depending on the exact situation we're talking about. Like if you're talking about, well, I know this career that I have, like I'm going to be moving across the country or something. That's a different story. But I also think that like just how personal growth is just like this journey or this process that we're really always on. I think in many ways, your career is like that as well. If you have a career, well, let me let me back up actually and preface that a little bit. Some people for their career is it is a paycheck. It funds their life and the passions that they have. My husband is very much in this category. He is an engineer. He works at the US Mint. He likes his job. It's a good paying job. Like it's the US government. So there's good benefits, retirement, pension, all that kind of stuff. But would I say it's his passion? Would he say it's his passion? I don't think so. But it allows enough money and flexibility for him to have time and, you know, those resources to focus on and put money and time into the things that he really is passionate about. So I'm not trying to be on my high horse like, oh, people like that are bad because I'm married to one. (laughs) And then there's going to be more people who have their career, you know, more tied into their passion. And I think if you're more in that category, then you might always feel like you're still getting there right? Because like, what is the ultimate dream job that like epitomizes like everything that you want to do for the world and society and like, blah, 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 blah. Again, I but regardless of like, you know, which category you're in, I don't think you need to necessarily have it all figured out. I was actually in a huge transition when I first met my husband. I knew that I, well, I knew I didn't like my job, that's for sure. But I had like this idea of a business Initially, it was health coaching and yoga, but I knew that I was going to be transitioning into that within the next couple of years. And I would actually say that my husband actually helped me do that, certainly financially, because I was able to uh, go cold turkey, which I don't recommend, even if you do have financial support from a partner or whoever, but also just in terms of like the emotional and mental support and bouncing ideas and all that kind of stuff, he actually was able to support me in that. So I just don't think it's necessarily true that you need to have your career figured out. Now, on the other hand, if your career or your job is just horrible, and it's draining you, and it just sucks the life out of you, and you haven't really figured out what your next step is, and you're looking to dating as a distraction. Now, I think that's a problem, but not because specifically your career is not figured out, but because dating is filling a hole from another part of your life. So that's the bigger issue to me, because honestly, when I did meet my husband, I fucking hated my job. But I also had this plan and this drive of what I was going to do instead. And I think that's a very different place to be than my job sucks. So let me go distract myself with all these guys on the apps. Okay. So these are things I don't think you need to have in place. I'm sure there's some other examples, but I think these are the big pieces when it comes to your money, your career, how much money you have, your debt, the things you own. Again, you can be in a lot of different spots in these categories and be totally fine and capable of entering into a long-term serious committed relationship. So here's what I do think you need to have in order in terms of your finances before you are really ready to be in a serious relationship. The first is I think you need to have your 
values around what you want to spend your money on or what you don't want to spend your money on. Not necessarily set because you're always learning and growing and your values can shift a little bit, but you need to be relatively clear on what you do and what you don't like to spend money on. Because when you are clear around what you do or don't want to spend money on, you're more likely to have some sort of budget or at least boundaries around money. And this is super important to have, especially if you have some tendencies around codependency or people pleasing, because if you don't have clear boundaries or clear values on what you do or do not want to spend your money on, then you're way more susceptible to overextending yourself within the relationship, whether it's paying for everything or a lot of things that's more than your fair share or loaning money or even, you know, in a more extreme circumstance, like supporting, you know, your, your partner. And if you're really clear on what you do and don't spend money on, then you're going to hit against this wall much quicker of like, hey, this is actually out of my budget. I don't have the money for this. It doesn't mean you literally don't have money and that you have zero dollars in your account, but it means that your money is already allocated to other things that are important to you and you're not willing to take money away from those things in order to support the person who's not putting their fair share into paying for whatever's going on in the relationship, whether it's social things or even your actual living expenses. And so once you have your values and set, I think your values, at least relatively clear, again, they're always going to be changing and evolving. They're not necessarily set in stone. But once you have that initial foundation, then what we're looking at is we're looking at your systems around spending, saving, and investing. And I talked a lot about this in my Run Your Money workshop last week, or, or not last week, last month. Uh, well, if you're listening to this in May, I ran this in April 2023. Um, and by the way, I'll have that on demand that you can purchase. I'll let you know how to do that after or the end of this episode. But you need to have your systems around spending, saving and investing. And also I would include paying off debt here. And this is what I mean by like, you don't need to necessarily own your own home. You don't need to have a certain amount of money. You don't need to have all your debt paid off, but you certainly need to have a system as to how all your bills get paid. You need to know exactly how much money is coming in and then where all your money is going. What is going to your fixed expenses? What is going to your social expenses? What are you saving for trips? What are you saving for your emergency fund? What are you putting towards your retirement and investing? What are you putting towards your debt? And then you just got like this, you know, you only have to set it up once and then you've got like this thing running on autopilot. And I think it's really, really helpful to have that system in place for so many reasons. One, for what I just talked about, it really helps you to just have these set boundaries in place already where you're like, I don't have money to loan you $3,000 till you get your next paycheck or whatever. Because like, if all your money is spoken for, then, you know, the money's just isn't there because it's already allocated elsewhere. And I think also when you have your own money system, your own financial system, then when and if the relationship continues to progress, it's much easier to then have like a conversation around, okay, how's our money going to exist as a couple, right? Because if you're just trying to develop those habits and figure that out for the first time when you're already in a relationship, I think it can get really messy really fast. Um, Especially if that other person also has bad financial habits, which is totally possible 
you know, because like, if you don't have great financial habits, you may not be looking for that and your partner, or you might compensate for them in some ways. And then I just think that can get really, really messy. And this is not going to be a podcast episode about should you merge finances partially or. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Not at all or whatever. I'm not going to talk about that. If you're interested in me doing an episode about that, let me know and I'll do another episode because I have a lot to say about that. But regardless of what you decide to do, and by the way, I don't think there's a right or a wrong. I don't think you should 100% merge your finances, actually. But I think some merging makes a lot of sense. My husband and I actually don't, mostly because like I'm very anal about my money system and I like it. <laughs> and I don't like his money system, although it's fine. It's just not what I would do. And so you know, we just decide who's paying for what, and then we just take care of it ourselves, you know. But anyways, that just might be my, you know, Capricorn self talking. My point is, though, is that you do need to have these goals set, and then how you're achieving those goals, whether again, the goals are investing, saving, paying off debt, or really getting your spending to align as much as possible with your values. This is just going to make your life so much easier when you do merge your life with somebody else. The other thing that I think you need to have, or the third thing you need to have in place in terms of your financial house is you need to know what's important that your partner has. So I always joked when I was dating and it's kind of a joke, but also kind of not a joke. I would always joke, people just need to tell me their credit score and then I'll tell them if I'm going to go on a date with them or not. And (laughs) That is such a Capricorn, especially a Venus and Capricorn thing to say. Like, I can't even believe it. Oh, my God. Um, I just, I don't know. Okay, I need to keep going. Um, the reason why, like, it's kind of joking, but also kind of serious is like, I, it is kind of serious for me. But also, y- you know, I understand that there's a lot of issues with that statement, because a lot of people take hits to their credit for reasons that are far outside their control. Um, You know, one thing that I want to talk more about on Instagram and TikTok where I'm talking about, you know, finance is that the financial system is deeply unfair and it's unjust and it's fucked up in all the ways. And I'm more of a believer in fixing what is and learning to play the game better, as opposed to burning the house down. Now, there are some people that are like, divest, divest Wall Street, da, 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 da. But I think I'm like, okay, but that really only hurts you because you can become quite wealthy investing even just $100 a month into a Roth, which is going to include 
you know, investing in quote unquote Wall Street, right? So it really only hurts you. So I'm a I'm much more of a believer of let's, you know, let's join the system and let's change what we can and also learn how to play the game better so that you're not kept out. Right. So that's my opinion. I don't know how I got onto this tangent. Um, but I guess what I am trying to oh, I know how. But what I am trying to say is that if you have bad credit, I don't want you to feel like I'm outing you or shaming you or judging you. It's kind of a joke, but I also understand how like the financial system is really messed up and people might have bad credit because they couldn't literally pay their bills and then they get bad credit and then it just spirals because everything becomes more expensive. Just want to put that caveat there. But regardless, whether it's someone's credit score or whatever, I do think it's really important to know what's important for you that your partner has right? So like if you develop your own money system, which I can help you do, and you really begin to value like, oh, wow, I I really see how I can grow my wealth and also how I can be really intentional with how I spend money right now to maximize joy now, that might become something you really you really like, like, right? Like, I really like it. There's a reason why I'm so passionate about this. So if you have your money system and you and you are really focusing and working on saving for things that you want, like the big things that you want that you thought you couldn't afford and investing for your future, but then also really being super intentional about where you spend money now so that you can maximize joy. And that will often include not spending money on things that aren't as important to you. I think it would be really hard for you to be with someone who is just like, spending everything and not really taking saving or investing super seriously. Or if you were with like someone who is more of like a a money hoarder and just like will never ever spend money. And while you might value saving and investing, you also value like I'm alive right now. So I, I need also have joy and pleasure now. You might have a hard time with someone like that, right? So I think it is important for you to know what's important or what you need from your partner financially. And I don't mean like in terms of like a paycheck or like not a paycheck, but like a check written out to you. But I mean, what is important that they value um, in, in money? And while my husband and I manage our money in very different ways, he has, honestly, he's a little bit more risky with <laughs> money than I would be, but like, it's not, I would not call it irresponsible. I mean, he just says like, housing investments and like, or he, he, he's a landlord for a few different properties. Like I personally would never do that because like with my own, my own personal money, because, you know, I would just feel really scared that I'd have to like replace the roof that would cost like $30,000, but he's done quite well with it. And, you know, he's, he's made some good investments and he's responsible with his money. So even though things are a little bit different between the two of us, like ultimately we do value being able to put away some money so we can buy some things that we couldn't just buy with like one paycheck of ours. And then also, of course, investing because, you know, he works for the government, so it makes it a little bit easier for him. But we'd both like to retire in our 50s, but we'll see if that happens. And I'll just say like the caveat to this is, or not the caveat, but like I would say knowing your partner or potential partner's values and how they spend, save, invest, and give their money is way more important than how much money they actually have. And this can be quite loaded because I remember dating. I was living in Washington, D.C., and I was working on a nonprofit. I pretty, I'm pretty sure 
I was making, I think my salary started at $39,000. And then the second year I was at my nonprofit, I got up to 42,000. And I was teaching a ton of yoga, which I think eventually did get me up to like 50,000. But if anyone lives in DC, you know, that's not a lot of money. (laughs) And so I certainly had fantasies of just meeting someone who had like a bazillion dollars and could just rescue me of all my financial stress. And I've talked a lot about Banker Dude on the show. I've talked about him in my book. And I think that's one of the reasons why I got so hooked in because he worked at a bank. He made a ton of money. And he wined and dined me and had a nice house, nice car, all these things. And I was like, oh, this is my financial plan, right? And I think that can get a little risky when you're like looking for a specific amount of wealth or number that a person has, because it can make you overlook a lot of other things. And for me, I was overlooking the fact that he couldn't stay sober before a friggin' date. I was like, oh, but he needs me, you know, playing that whole charade, um, which, you know, spoiler alert, didn't really end well. And even if you do meet someone who, oh, and and, and I'll just say this, the other, the other issue with that is if like you're only looking for the number or like a certain amount of wealth, then I think that can create some really big problems around who has power and control in the relationship. That's not to say two people with two different financial or socioeconomic backgrounds can, can't make a relationship work. Obviously, they can. It's happened before. I'm sure it'll happen many times over in the future. But when you don't have your own financial value set or your own money system set, then I think you are more susceptible to losing some of that power or control if you're letting someone else come in and just save the day financially for you. Now, again, you might benefit a lot from meeting someone who's incredibly wealthy or a lot wealthier than you are. I'm not saying there wouldn't be a benefit and maybe even a little sigh of relief on your end, but that doesn't negate your need to have really strong financial values and a strong money system. Because one, you know, all like what if the relationship ends and you don't want to feel stuck or be stuck in a relationship because of money or be in the relationship and it can just get really weird with like weird power stuff because you know one person has not just the money but also just like this is how that we run the money and everything like that like if you enter into a serious relationship and the other person has more money than you you know obviously like you'll have a conversation around whose money is that and how does it work and how do you divvy things up and like all that kind of stuff but you need to you need to have your own you know, financial backbone going. And then the last thing I'll talk a little bit about, you know, obviously I talk a lot about inner child work on the show, um, especially as it relates to relationships and how you repeat patterns and show up and try to get love and all the unhealthy ways from like inner child and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of that can happen with money too. Now, I don't want to make you think like, oh, you have to have your money stuff healed before you can be in a relationship. You most certainly do not. Um, but I think it could help. Okay. You know, when I, like I've talked about previously in other episodes, I've always been really good with money. My relationship with money has been a little bit more up and down, but I've always been really good with it in terms of like just being smart with how I save and invest it, but also just being really clear on what I'm going to do with my money, what I'm not going to do with my money, all that kind of stuff. And so I think that alone did help me heal a little bit of the money story that I had growing up in my house. At the same time, I didn't even know the half of it of how deep you could go with 
your emotional work around money. I didn't even know there was a concept or an idea of like money manifesting or money mindset, honestly, until I started my business. And then that just put me in front of a lot of people on Instagram and Facebook ads and whatever that, you know, sold me this idea of like money mindset and money manifesting your relationship with money and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, I don't want to oversell it thinking like, oh, you have to heal all this stuff before you can be in a relationship where you're going to be susceptible to all this kind of financial, you know, abuse or um, manipulation or whatever. But I do think that it is helpful to at least know how you relate to money. So you can know kind of where your tendencies are or your weaknesses are, so to speak, just so you can be prepared if you do encounter a situation that might, um, we'll just say bump up against that. Okay. All right. So if you missed my Run Your Money Masterclass that I ran in April, it is still available for you. You can purchase it right now. We'll put the link in the show notes and it helps you do exactly what I talk about here in this episode, which is really developing your own money system so that you can maximize your joy right now. Meaning like, even if you think you don't have a lot of money, there are ways I bet in which you can put more money towards things that you actually want and that just bring you so much joy and pleasure while also still being able to save for bigger ticket purchases, whether it's like, I don't know, a home remodel or decor or a trip somewhere. And then of course, I'll teach you how to invest beyond your 401k because most people need more than just a 401k. And remember, whatever you have in your 401k, take off about 25% because you got to pay taxes on that money when you take it out. Um, so you need to do other investing. So I talk about all of that in Run Your Money. And if you do have debt and specifically credit card debt that you don't have a plan around, then you can also purchase my ad- optional add-on, which is called pay-, pay Off Your Debt Masterclass. That is on a sliding scale from $49 to $99. And you can purchase that on demand as well. You can do one or both. They work really well together. If you do have credit card debt, if you don't have credit card debt, or you do have it, but you already have a plan to pay it off, and you know exactly how long it'll take you, and how much it'll cost you and all of those things. And you've done everything you can to make those payments as cheap as you can by calling the credit card companies, then you could probably just start with the run your money. Okay. So again, we'll put those links in the show notes, but basically to sign up for those, you can head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash run your money. If you have any questions about those, feel free to send me an email. Hello at veronicagrant.com or send me a DM on Instagram. I'm Veronica E. Grant, and I will help you out. Whatever question you have about that, I am happy to answer. All right, my dear, thank you so much for tuning in. I have another brand new coaching episode for you next week. And it's all about high vibe versus low vibe and how to keep your quote unquote high vibes up. Super excited. Okay, I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hi, this is Kristen. And this is Jen from My Mom So Hard. And we're here to talk about By Heart. 
Do you remember when you were nursing and you were like, I want to give the best thing I can to my baby? Well, we've got that for you. It's called By Heart, and it is a infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code MOMS20 for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Tell my mom so hard sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.